morning, everybody. Kevin Draco with this Dream House here along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kistner, brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This Dream House, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home and much, much more. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, converting your property into your dream house, and Colorado lifestyle and fun things to do. Hopefully the show is awesome. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, if you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at This Dream House. We'd love to hear from you all. Mr. Kistner. How are we? I am good. And I haven't, you know, I, I've been riling myself up for this subject. Okay. Um, World Baseball Classic. Did you watch it? Parts of it. Me too. I, I mean, I didn't watch. I, I'll say this. I watched the grand finale. Okay. I watched the final round okay. against the USA versus Japan. Okay. I watched, That's it. I watched previous rounds, too, and I watched other countries sort of play because it was on. Yeah. And I wanted to sort of uh, get some of the hype. And I, I – look, here – all right. I think people throw the term goat, great, yep. best moment around too easily in today's sports world. That's, that, I want to start with I, that I statement. See, yeah, I can see that. Right? At that moment – when uh, Otani struck out Mike Trout, people on social media and on and media in general lost their minds. Terms like epic, great. I even saw somebody type goat, goat moment. I mean, does that strike true to you? I mean, I, I, I see where they're coming from because it's two of the best players no, it's in not. baseball. Oh, what? Today? Well, that's what and, I'm but, saying. But they're not even great. Ba- what, what's, what's Otani's MLB average? Well, I don't know. Like two sixty seven. How does that? How does he even fit that conversation? I'm not. I'm, of not goat? I don't, I'm not saying he's the goat. 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 <laughs> I'm just saying that's one of. The, By the way, Mike Trout not there yet, man. But how many times have we not? How many times have we ever seen a moment like that? Well, where but, two of the best in their primes are facing. But off are they each the other. best? He strikes out 175 times. He struck out twice in the game. And I'm cheating a little bit because I am quoting Chris Russo when I say that to you. And here's, well, okay. here's where I have a problem. This okay. is what I wanted to take up with. Okay, you. my buddy Dmac and I love Dmac, and he right. is a baseball guru. Yeah, I'm taking a homage with him. But he tweeted maybe one of the dumbest takes on baseball ever. Stunning. And Chris Russo was saying, look. All he was saying was they used words like epic, great, goat. That wasn't even in the conversation. Now, he picked the wrong moment. He picked Gibson when he hit the home run in the World Series. And um, Now, by the way, DMAC is very thought out, and I always agree. I don't always agree. I am usually in line with his thinking. He usually makes common sense. I, I, I think I'm missing something in his tweet. I didn't hear him talk about this. So in all fairness, I probably should hear his take on it. But it wasn't DMAC's response to Russo that got me. It was everybody that was like, what a – it was the greatest moment in baseball. Blah, 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 blah. You not, know what? It doesn't come close. It's, it's not even in the top 50. It's not the greatest moment of, of all time in baseball, but it's – it's a, it's a moment that, that's almost sacrilegious. Why is it a great moment? Because there's two, two of the best going at it. No, they're not. How are, you're saying Mike Trout is not one of the Let best players in some, baseball. What's what's Otani's best record in his career in the MLB? What's, what's his best record? How is a 15 and 11? That's his best. How okay, is that the record. greatest? I'm not in saying he's one of the greatest. How, well, how is he great in the game today? How is 15? Because he, because he it, led you're the not league talking in, He led the American League in home runs, no? But he's pitching. Well, he's they, not they, hitting. He does both. But, he, but he's pitching in that moment. 
We're talking about that yeah. moment. And he struck out right. arguably the best when player in When was the last time Mike Trout – oh, wait a minute. When was the last time Mike Trout batted over 300? I don't know. I don't have the stats. And he hasn't played a full season. He did have a 300-plus season with like 15 games uh, in let me say 21 this. or let whatever. Let me say this. If, if you were to ask 32 scouts – or well, 30. 30 scouts, who are you going to start your baseball team with? 30 out of 30 are going to probably say Mike Trout. I don't know with this injuries that he's and, he's there still. He's a 12-year major leaguer. His numbers know. are good. And if he hadn't got injured, Kev, I'd agree with you. He might be at some point are you talked gonna, about gonna, as one of the are greats. Are you going to punish him because of injuries? No. I'm just saying he's not one of the greats. That's all I'm saying. Uh, of all time or right now? Of even, well, right now, yeah, he's got three MVPs. Yeah, you could make an argument. How many guys have ever won three but MVPs? Dude, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a meaningless tournament. Yeah, I, Before I agree. the season even I agree. started. It's a pointless there's a, tournament. There's an argument to be made. These aren't even, by the way, how many, five times this tournament has taken place. Five okay. times in 20 years, right? Yeah. How many of the United States win? Oh, I have probably one. zero. One. One. Last year, right? Not this past year, the year yeah. before that. Japan has won three, and I think the Dominican has one. Okay. Okay. It's not. It's arguably not even the best American players. No. Well, no, they don't take – yeah, they don't – it's an option. I mean, they don't yeah, take their ex- best – Exactly. Their best this is my problem. It's USA a cool didn't concept. have their, all their pitchers this year either. Look, it's a cool concept, okay? And I think it's growing. And these guys really came through this year. Uh, they were passionate. The fans were passionate. I think that's why I watched, right? Yeah. That's what made it good. But it's not great. It's not epic. It's not goatish. It's not even close to that. What's, in your memory, what's your all-time top moment in the history of baseball? Uh, I remember the Holiday sliding into home plate against the Padres. Matt Holiday did a tiebreaker game. Come on. That's, You're not a baseball fan, are you? I'm oh, talking yeah. all-time great that, That's You said what I remember. That's true. I did. Uh, the like, Mark, what's McGu- the, what's Mark McGuire breaking opinion? the home run record? On steroids? Well, wait. Everyone allegedly. Was. <laughs> allegedly. Okay. But aren't you familiar with the originality of oh, baseball? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Shot heard around the oh, world. Yeah. Are, are you, like... So you're going to put those ahead of that, even no, though I'm, you know what those? I'm saying those were from what I remember. From what you remember. Okay. It, it, what yeah, do I you mean, view as the greatest are, moment? God, I mean, you got the Willie Mays catch. What? The catch? Yeah. Right? Clemente hitting yes. one out, you know, to You win got it. Jackie Robinson yes. signing his, a major league contract. Yeah. Right? I mean, Breaking you, the barriers. You know, you got Barry Bonds. You got the alleged Babe Ruth calling his shot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got Don Larson's perfect game. Like, there is all of. Okay, for me, Kevin, growing up, that I witnessed, one record you think that'll never be broken in the major leagues ever? Oh, the hit streak. Okay, I think that'll be broke. At some point, it's okay. possible. For me, Cal Ripken's Iron Man. Oh, the, yeah. 20, yeah. He ended up, he broke it at 2,100 and changed. Yeah. And he ended up with 2,600. 2,600 straight games he, he started. Yeah. That'll never be touched. No. Ever. No, because, yeah, too many guys take t- too many games off. I will be, yeah, I'll be <laughs> dust before that ever happens yeah. again, right? But I remember that moment, and I'm telling you, man, the hair on my arm stood up for that moment because I happened to visually see it. But there's so many great moments this doesn't this let, let me ask you this real quick and then we got to go because i got to cut this short but let me ask you something two years does anybody even remember this probably not no probably not so let's stop with the great the epic goat it's not it was a good moment it was a fun moment it was a 
look, for the WBC, it's probably one of their greatest moments for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It it put this tournament probably more so in people's minds and fans' minds. I'll give it that. Yeah. But come on. It, I, I don't even know if it's a top 100 moment in, in, in the sport of baseball, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you'll have to put it on Twitter and see what people say. All right. All right, Chef. I mean, here, you're your co-host, but today... Um, we are you are special guest. I love it. You are Thank the you. guest on this dream house, buddy. Uh, I have a great subject that I think and I hope uh, people will like. Okay, so we should have a good segment here. And um, mm. look, it's getting that time of season. By the way, and and I don't remember where me and you were when you referenced. Well, you like to barbecue all year, yeah. Yeah, I I, rec- I refer to grilling as a year round sport. Right, and so. Um, I thought, well, that's quite interesting, but really there is kind of a season for it, and I thought this would be the time yeah. to bring it up. Absolutely. There is a year-round season, or, or pardon me, a, a kind of an official season, and that would be time change to time change. Right on. Yeah, so uh, which is March 12th, uh, which comes nice and early. The sun's out a little longer. It's warmer, so why not cook and eat outside? That's really the big part of cooking outside is Getting to have uh, lunch or dinner outside as well. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I, I get it. You can grill in the winter and if it's chilly, but you know, you're know you eating inside. I do not like to sit outside in the cold and eat my food. It's just kind of this yeah. aversion that I have. Absolutely. I don't mind necessarily cooking in it. Right. Just don't want to sit out there and eat in the cold. Yeah, it's we, miserable. We, yeah, hot food in a cold, uh, cold environment is less than pleasant. So we're going to talk about, hey, let's go to the very beginning, Chef. Let's mm-hmm. start. What are some good tips to getting your grill ready? Or maybe somebody bought a new gill, grill. What's yeah. the grill? Did you like that? Did I you did. catch that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> grill. What's the best way to get that grill seasoned and ready for what you're about to do to it? That's a great question. Well, let me start. I'm going to back up a little bit. If you're a propane person, um, I would recommend finding a place that refills your tanks as opposed to doing like the grocery store Blue Rhino uh, because you'll get an extra four or five pounds of propane in that tank. They last considerably longer uh, and they're fresher. Um, and the big thing is the amount of pressure they put in those, uh, because if you've ever had like half a propane tank that doesn't like create any like flame, it's cause it ran out of pressure. So ah, that's not a bad idea. And the other thing, modern propane tanks, when you open the valve, you have to open them very slowly. If you, if you slam the thing open, particularly if you have your grill burners on, uh, it, it shuts like some sort of safety valve. Um, and then you never get good pressure. So, right. so it's all about the pressure to get that good flame. Co- correct. Yes. If you're lucky enough to have, my favorite would be uh, natural gas plumbed into the house. If you have that, consider yourself lucky. And then do, you for- do, do you do charcoal, Chef? I mean, are I you don't. a fan of that? Um, that's where I'm going next. Okay. I'm not a charcoal person. I don't have the patience. Um, I know it can get very hot. I just don't. I, don't, I feel it's inconsistent. Um, and if, if you're not good at it, right? I yeah. Mean, there's that smell of the uh, lighter fluid, right? It yeah. just kind of, to me, that ruins. It, it can permeate the food, indeed. I mean, gosh, people who are good on charcoal, they're, they're, they are amazing. Um, I have a friend who makes his own charcoal, and that what? is, yes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. You put wood in a, in a sealed barrel, and then you, he, he lights that barrel 
on fire, and then it sucks all the moisture out of the wood. It, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and he makes his own charcoal, and it's am- crazy. It, crazy, crazy. That's, that's like that's barbecuing at uh, artisan levels. artisan charcoal, literally. Um, and then, of course, you have the pellet, uh, the the Traeger style cooking. Uh, but with regardless of what style of cooking you're doing, stock up. So test the thing out before. If you have a big party coming up, test your grill out. Test your Traeger out. Test your Make sure you have your pellets. Make sure you have your propane, your charcoal, and then test it, um, particularly if you're using something that's finicky. New grill, just because it's brand new doesn't mean it's going to work great, so test it out. Do you need to season a grill? or you, no? You know what, Kev? You're going to season it by cooking on it. That's exactly right, yeah. Um, and you need to make sure your grill is clean. So once a season, I take all the baffles out. I take all the little charcoal briquettes out. I have a, a small propane grill at, at my house. Um, and it's really nothing special, but I love it. And that's really the only important thing is if you don't love your grill, then why not find something you love? Life is too short to have a grill you don't love. Um, but I wouldn't go crazy cleaning it because every time you run it through a heat cycle, it's in many respects self-cleaning. Now, I know we're here in Colorado and, you know, the uh, grilling season or any season really – there's not a ton of leaves in Colorado unless you're up in the mountains, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm from New Jersey. And i got to okay. just share this quick story with sure. you to start a grilling season. If this applies to you, you may want to listen to this. <laughs> so going to your testing. Yes. So it, we were living, me and my wife were living in New Jersey at the time, and my brother's a fireman. And um, they were going to come over to, we were going to cook for the firemen and grill. And I had friends over and it was just kind of a big shindig. We're opening the pool and yada, yada, right? So I think we were out golfing or what have you. And, and I asked Cindy, I said, hey, start start the grill. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, we're having this party. I'll, I said, I want it nice and hot so that, because I was golfing, if I'm running late, I can come home and cook right away. So sure enough, um, you know, uh, all the firemen are there, and we had a window looking out to the patio area, right, your kitchen window. And I was washing my hands because I just got done playing golf, and I was uh, going to cook dinner. And I look, and there are flames shooting out from under my grill. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, easily six, seven feet in the air. That feels to me like your signature move, but yes. keep going. and and. And well, after all, I had the fireman there. Like, what? Oh, sure. What, what could go wrong with my propane tank? And the reality, and what happened was, um, we didn't necessarily move under the grill, and the grill, through time, had worn itself through. And when you heated it up, the grease that you were burning off cooked, dripped onto the leaves, and started a fire. We almost blew up the whole neighborhood uh, with the fire department in full attendance. You know, I. <laughs> I, ah, only us, buddy. I have a similar us. story, which was a spider built a nest inside the grill oh, where, the, where the the Well, gas... at least the fire got it, I hope. Yeah, well, well it didn't. That oh. was the crazy oh, thing. Uh, this was plumbed to the house. So one of the manifolds uh, had a spider family, a condo in there, and it wasn't running right. And I finally, I, I peeked down. And I, I, like, stick a stick in there and, like, I don't know, a hundred spiders come pouring oh, out of my lit grill. I, I'm i easily scared. Spiders, snakes. Ah, I, I don't like uh, – spiders – I'm with you with snakes, but, yeah, I can't imagine it's a pretty scene at this oh point. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, Did you run? I Did ran, you jump up on a chair? Oh, my – yes. I, oh, like <laughs> – 
Like a sissy, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, that's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we got our own start. This is why it's good to test your grill. Right, right. And then uh, what I want to talk about is preheating a grill. This yes. is something that I always talk about. And I think the misconception is, oh, I'm going to turn my grill on high, and I'm going to wait till that little thermometer says, whatever, 600 you degrees. You you don't? Here's what I do. Well, here's what I'm getting at. The thermometer only tells you how hot the thermometer is. It doesn't tell you how hot the grill is. Ah, okay. So it's a bad indicator of of is your grill ready. What I recommend doing is preheating your grill on its lowest setting for 30 or 40 minutes. Ah, very good. And it actually burns less fuel, but what it does is it makes sure that the case is hot, that the grill is hot, that the baffles are hot. You get a you get a, a heat sink effect where the grill will stay hotter longer than just heating the surface in the thermometer. So then when you're ready to cook, five minutes out, crank her up the high, and then you'll have great temperature. I am absolutely – I never thought of that. I mean, it makes all of the darn sense in the world. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. And I will start to do that. And this is why our listeners listen because we're going to give them such good advice. Uh, And we're up against a break. However, when we come back, we're going to actually talk about um, cooking different items on the grill. And and hopefully you'll have a lot more fantastic tips. Uh, We'll be right back after word from our sponsor, Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Denver's largest appliance and mattress dealer. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances. They get exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at huge discounts and pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory, Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 star Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory. Work with a sleep expert on mattresses from Tempur-Pedic to Purple. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Visit AppliancePactory.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back to this dream house. I'm here along with not only my co-host, but guest today, Chef Mark Calix. And he is talking about, it is barbecue season, and we are all about barbecue today, buddy. I love it. You're talking, I'm actually kind of dribbling on myself a little bit. But, you know, really when it comes to – you could barbecue anything, right? And I get it. Sure. We talked about – you know, you, you could do like a Traeger and smoke things. And, and I do like smoked meats. I think they're fabulous. However, mm-hmm. I really want to focus on, for me, the two main. And for me, the two main would be either be steaks or burgers. <laughs> okay, sure. And, 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 of course, I have my little temperature guide at home that I have that yeah. I've used since I've been in the bed and breakfast. So okay. I, and I never used to do that in my life cooking, but I love it because I used to guess. Is this done? How do I know? You know, is it medium rare? Is it medium? I, you know, it, it it really purely was a guess. So I started using a thermometer. But if somebody doesn't want or doesn't have yeah. a, uh, a thermometer for their mm-hmm. uh, uh, beef, and because isn't there a downside to poking that thermometer and having the juice release or no? Is yes there- and no. I mean, if you poke it a million times, yes. But um, you know, I. I if you are using a thermometer, use an instant read thermometer, and you need to calibrate it every single time you use it. Oh. So if you have it kicking around in your drawer, you open and close that drawer, it bangs around, and it uncalibrates. So, And if you have one of those where it's like a big old thermometer, it's got a picture of a cow and a picture of a fish <laughs> right. and a picture yeah, of yeah, a pig, yeah. those are junk. Right. Do yourself a favor, throw that out, and buy yourself a nice battery-operated digital in- digital instant read thermometer, and put it somewhere safe. 
Yeah, and real just quick, and this isn't even my question. Okay. But I do want to ask you, when you're doing that instant digital, right? It's kind of going up either slowly or then it levels out. It may even come down Mm -hmm. uh, certain points. Is there a certain amount of time you want to see that held temperature at before deciding whether it's done or is that not important? Yeah, an instant read thermometer is just a peek into the future. So you have to take that that temperature with a grain of, of salt. You know, if you're using like a thermocouple, which you put in the meat and leave it there, like in a big roast or something, sure. that you can count on. Um, but, you know, yeah, the, the temperature will constantly fluctuate. So just you have to take a snapshot. You have to trust your senses and use your instincts. What about people that don't have a thermometer, I, chef, Okay, that's I'm gonna, me. I'm going to put a, a, yeah. a steak or a burger. Yep. How, what are some of the tips to yep. tell? And let's just go with uh, – uh, let's go – Maybe we'll talk about one or two, but let's talk medium rare. How do I know when it's a good medium rare temperature without actually using the thermometer? Right. So you see cooks and chefs will touch the meat. Yes. What what we're looking for is how fast it rebounds back. Okay. So if you hold your palm open, um, if you hold your palm open, Kevin, and you push the the, the fleshy part of your uh, palm right below your thumb there, Uh that feels like a rare steak. And if you go thumb to index finger and you push, it's a little firmer yet. Right, so thumb the index finger, make an AOK sign, okay. push on that same part. It's a little firmer, like medium rare. So then you would push the steak, and then you would push your finger, and you'd compare the two. And if you go thumb the driving finger or middle finger, and you push again, it's a little firmer, like medium steak or chicken. And then ring finger would be firmer, like medium well or pork. And then finally pinky to, to thumb is well done. And if you want to see what the heck I'm talking about, this is on my YouTube channel. Um, and what's the give, – give people the address. Yeah, and it's, it's my it name. It's Chef Mark Kalix, and my last name is K-A-L-A-X. But on my YouTube channel, I actually have like a 20-minute master class on grilling. Uh, find it. It's, it's pretty fun to watch. Um, but that is the basics, and that really illustrates the point that as proteins, particularly proteins, cook, they firm up. So what I look for, I can actually, I've been doing this for 30 years, so I can just look and tell. Mm. And what I'm looking for is how much the meat has shrunk. So What? Yes. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you, buddy. Yeah, it's it's a very <laughs> subtle thing. It's extremely subtle, and it just... But it's also just trusting my senses. And I, it's it, so much of what we do is just trusting your instincts and experience. And that's what I do. Well, I, I figure, and I never forgot, me and you, we, we, we made some steaks and we talked about the best way. And we put it in a cast iron uh, pan and depending on its thickness, right? All yeah. these things matter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you gave me some indicators and you said, okay, and then finish it in, you know, take that cast iron pan, put it in your oven, finish it off. I've probably cooked steaks that way ever since. And the Heck biggest yeah. takeaway, and I usually get the kind of the same size steaks. I'm sure. not going too much thinner or too much thicker. Was really it was three to four minutes on each side, and put it into the oven, so to speak, to finish off. Right, right. right. Mean, and if you want it for me, right, I liked uh, more medium rare uh, for my steaks, unless it was a ribeye in which I want to cook that ribeye for me and now. Yeah, uh, uh, medium because right. of the fat, so it's fat. Not chewy, right? You want it to render yeah, off, yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's incredible advice. And I, I was doing the whole testing mm-hmm. as you were talking, and you know, I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could see that absolutely working. Yeah, 
And I think the other thing when you're trying to hit temps on a grill is not flipping your meat too much. So I see a lot of a lot of uh, grill people say, oh, flip your meat, two minutes on this side, two minutes on that side. Remember, time is the worst indicator of doneness. We're going to cook using our senses and our instincts, right? So you know, let's say you put a steak down on your grill. You want it to get nice char before you flip it over. Sure. And once you flip it over, it won't char anymore. And, and there's a scientific reason behind that. You've broken the Maillard effect, the ability for your meats to caramelize. So you want to keep your steak or your chicken, your pork, whatever you have, on the first side. You can turn it and you can peek, but you don't want to flip it because once you flip it, you really stop caramelizing. Yeah, and which is, I mean... When you think about it, when you bite into a good steak, yeah. while certainly the overall flavor is important, but really that overall flavor is coming from that char. That, that cr- it, it char could. and that crust. Let's talk about the grill. Oh, I've What's got a good one. What's the best way to yeah. grill corn? What's the secret? Yeah, so I soak my corn husk and all in cold water, like in a cooler. Okay. And then I pull For it how out. long? Oh, a couple hours. Couple even hours. overnight, okay. even um, and I actually learned this from friends. This is how they do their corn when they go camping. And they take that corn out of the out of their icy cooler water, and they throw it right on the flame, husk right, and all, husk and all, and they cook it in the husk. And what happens is the corn will absorb some of that water. How high of a flame are you talking? Hot. About? Yeah, you can put really? it on a hot grill. It won't burn it. Well, the the husk will burn a little bit, but the corn will kind of steam and then also cook and get a grill flavor. Mm. Inside the husk, it's such a simple way to do it, and then the husk—it's hot, so you kind of be careful and you pull back with a, you know oven mitts or something, and you kind of you can hold the back of the corn husk as a handle, and then they've got their butter, they've got their cojita cheese, they've got their lime mm. juice, so you can kind of make yeah. a, like a little bit of like a, a street corn street bar. Corn. Oh, How about the mayonnaise? Fun. Would you do? Uh, yeah, are you yeah. That? I, I'll oh, tell you yeah. what, I think it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Get some mayonnaise. I. I <laughs> I, I do butter for this particular one. I think butter, oh, okay, corn with all kinds of butter on it. Yum. Yeah, it, it, you can never over butter anything. I no. think, right? I mean, yes. is there ever too much butter? Don't uh, you have a saying for that or something like that? Butter is the first and last thing in the pan. There you go. Mm-hmm. What about now? Obviously, uh, you know, uh, with certain brands out there, pellet grills have become really a big thing. However, yeah. I. I I didn't care cooking like burgers on my pellet grill. I liked it more for smoking, yeah. slow smoke. I mean, low is that and slow. The reality of it, it really is. Um, a lot of the brands out there will have a grill setting, um, and they'll they'll either have a, a, an electric burner that kind of goes into overdrive to get the temperature, service temperature of the grill up past eight hundred degrees. Um, but the fact is, is that those pellets aren't designed to really be. Uh, uh, heated up that much, you know. It's a low and slow cooking method. So most people I know who have a pellet grill also have a conventional grill, right? Right next Makes to it. Total sense. And why not? I mean, you could pick up. I, I mean, I'm in full disclosure. My grill at home I got for twenty bucks on Craigslist, you know, <laughs> and uh, it, it's apartment size. And I have, you know, we're in a house now, but I love it. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep using this one until uh, until I'm ready to do an outdoor patio, maybe next season. All right, buddy. Uh, and last question because we're up against time, and I'm going to have a grilling question for you in 10-second uh, uh, tips. okay. Yeah, so be yeah. prepared for that. I will. All right. Uh, best way to, you know, fish is, uh, is different, I think, anyway. Um, and obviously, you don't, you want to get, 
grill marks on it, yeah. right? But you also mm-hmm. don't want it to fall through the grill. Right. Uh, and you don't want to overcook it, but you don't want to undercook it. So give us some good tips on putting fish on a grill. Yeah, so uh, make sure your grill is very clean. Oil the fish and not the grill. Um, and then you want firm fish, uh, so salmon, uh, halibut, uh, tuna are the three that jump the mind. So the kind of the beefier. Uh, yes, mako. absolutely. Yeah, mako. Only mako, by mm-hmm. the way. Yep. When people say shark, and I, and they're not putting mako, there's no reason. Right. It's not, in my opinion, it's not good. I, I'm with you on that. Yes, so the, the, the firmer, beefier okay. uh, fish. Um, and then same thing, hot grill, grill marks, flipping one time, and then when the collagen, that white stuff that comes out of food, right when that starts to come out, that's when you pull the fish off. Well, So, all right, let me understand this. Yeah. After you've already flipped. Yeah, you flip. Right, so it's charred on the bottom, you flip, and you're going to see this collagen on the top form? Yeah, it'll start the form, and that's when you pull the fish off, and then you let it rest, and it'll it'll carry over. And a hot grill again, yeah? Nice hot grill, yeah. And and keep in mind also that whatever side you put down on the grill first, when you flip it over, that's now the top. So you actually start with the top down yeah. on the grill first. So the nicer-looking side of your steak or the nicer-looking side of the fish the the side that doesn't have the skin the belly side goes down on the on the pan or in the grill first man you have just made me absolutely hungry for grilled food today <laughs> buddy uh, yeah. bravo thank you i hope everybody uh found this interesting and i do think they will heck i learned just talking to you i'm sitting there going oh that's a good that you know again i mean cooking right is somewhat and can be common sense and doesn't need uh, to be frustrating. And, yeah, I know. would say the biggest thing is just a grill, build consistency. Uh, check out my video. Check out some videos. Get some uh, – learn zoning, learn temperatures, and then do it the same way every time. Build consistency. And then it just becomes fun because you don't have to – you don't have to guess if you're doing it right. You just know. All right, buddy. Uh, well, there you have it. There's your grilling tips. Don't forget to join us on 104.3 The Fan for more great information. Chef, thank you again. You're welcome. Uh, join us here next week on This Dream House. Have a great day, everybody.